You're listening to Wholehearted with Jenny Muscatel, bringing you 10-minute wholehearted interviews with incredible guests to encourage you with the light and love of God. Join us each Monday by tuning in to www.christianmix106.com at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. This is Jenny Muscatel, and you are listening to Wholehearted, where we have honest, faith-filled conversations with people whose lives have been impacted by congenital heart disease, or in short, CHD. Joining us today is Thomas Dahlborg, who has over 40 years of extensive healthcare leadership experience. Tom is a voice for love-centered care model, servant leadership, and quality and systems improvement. He is an internationally recognized speaker with expertise in health caring and amplifying positive childhood experiences. He is also a multi-award winning author, a father, husband, and a coach. Tom believes that at the end of the day, it is all about love and impact. Last week, we talked about the importance of loving for love's sake and learned a little bit about Tom's personal healthcare journey. Today, in part two of this incredible interview, we dive into the growth process of surrender. You'll also hear more about Tom's Game Faith initiative and the impact our decisions can have on others. So you go through this process and at first you're angry and then you kind of let the guard down and you're like, okay, God, I need you. And you feel him around and he's showing you all these ways that he's showing up. Did you reach that place of surrender and what happened if you got there? (laughs) No, no, we're still learning that. We're still (laughs) learning that. Mm -hmm. Uh, We fought. I fought with God every step of the way. I I fought with the system. I fought, you know, I I still had that game face on and I wasn't going to die on my family and I wasn't going to, you know, all that stuff. And it was all ego. It was all ego. And I... (laughs) I, I wish uh, I'm far better at it now, and I can now recognize when I have my game face versus my game faith on, or when I'm trying to take way more control than I have any right to have and really just need to give to God. Far more able to recognize those things, but it's still a journey. It probably is for everyone until, you know, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, exactly, exactly. So Game Faith, that is such an amazing message that you brought forth. For people listening that don't know what that is, can you tell everyone what is Game Faith? What sparked your desire to set that out there? I'm glad you asked. It really goes back to, you know, just like I said, it was from my own experiences, my family's experiences, and from others I've talked to. It was about being able to move from that place of we got to tough it out. You know, and, you know, put your head down and keep moving forward and all these other things we hear all the time, you know, rub some dirt on it. I heard when I was a kid playing sports and all those things when you got hurt and we needed to move to that place of surrender, like you said, to God. And so I reached out to a lot of the hot community, the CHD community, because so many folks there are full of faith. And I remember having a conversation with you and Amy and Chrissy and Callie and all these folks and others beyond that about faith and about game faith and about this. And it was just so beautiful and profound when people started talking about, oh my gosh, would you be willing to share that message so others could learn from it? Because I know I need it still learn from it. And in doing so, we put together uh, three minute or so mini vignettes of folks sharing their game faith message, their ability to surrender to God, to trust in God, to have bold faith. And the, this 
themes were, of course, similar throughout, but they were so different still. So we have the three-minute ones, and we also have now like 30-second vignettes, and they're just so profound. I was just listening to every one of them just the other day because I needed a reminder about bold faith, and I was listening to you, Jenny, because I said those, these other folks, a good friend of mine, said, just like you said, surrendering right at the feet of the cross. It was just so profound, and I know for me, I need that reminder, and I need that reminder fairly often. So uh, we try to help others as we're also learning, keeping on this journey. Mm -hmm. I remember hearing once a pastor talking about how we're told we have to leave our burdens at the feet of the cross. So we bring that backpack and we carry it over and we set it down and we walk away and we go, well, and then we run back over and we pick it back up again. And that's so relatable, you know, and I've heard it so many times, but just like the Bible says, do not worry, like 300 and something times, like 365 times or something like that. It's almost as many as there are days in a year. But why? Because God knows we're going to worry. And right. so he's prepared for that. So he's not surprised when we do these things. And I think sometimes, I don't know about you, but like a lot of times I can beat myself up if I'm like, oh my goodness, God, yes, I forgot. Let me give it back to you again, because I keep taking it back myself. I don't know if you have that going on at all or not, but. <laughs> oh yeah. Beating up myself is, is right up there. So yeah, no, <laughs> I, I, I feel your pain. I feel your pain. It's very much so. And it was Interesting, Jenny, as uh, we continue to grow in our faith and we've been studying lots of different things and the Beatitudes just like, oh my gosh. And and I saw recently a pastor talking about the Beatitudes and how there's actually, if you think about it, it's almost like a growth pattern. There's a pattern to them. And that was an eye-opener for me. And so to our point right now, you know, blessed are the poor in spirit. When I realized that the poor in spirit are those who recognize their need for God. Yes. I'm like, oh yes, I want that. I get it. I get yeah. it. I, and I get why that's the first of the Beatitudes is we need to recognize our need. And I just, as I've been learning and continue to grow my own faith, it really brings peace recognizing that you don't have to know it all. You don't have to do it all. There is so much. God is always there and loves you unconditionally. And that's what I want people to recognize in healthcare as well. Mm -hmm. And when we start to move towards love, for me, love is really God's love. That's when we really bring in that element of healing that's oftentimes not in the healthcare system. But I think we can get there because I know we can because it's God. God can do all. So that, like I said, I keep saying it's, it's such an incredible learning journey. And uh, knowing that God is the teacher and is with you every step of the way and encouraging every step of the way and teaching lessons every step of the way and doing it because he loves us. That's pretty special. It really is very special. Yes. Yeah. So you have a favorite saying that you refer back to in your life a bit. Can you tell us what that is and why that's so special to you? Absolutely. So I know this phrase is oftentimes attributed to St. Francis of Assisi, but I don't think it's confirmed, but it, it means something to me. So it's preach the gospel at all times. When necessary, use words. And I just find that incredibly profound. And when we think about like social science, and we think about Albert Moravian, who is a social scientist, and he studied a lot of communication and our ability to develop trust and belief and relationship and actually position people to move into right action. It's incredible. So what he learned was that when we're communicating, 7% of what people are going to believe in what we're saying is based on the words we say. Mm -hmm. And yet, what do we do? We focus on those words and they're incredibly important. That 7% is incredibly important. 38% 
of what people believe and what we're saying is based on uh, how we share those words. So our inflection points, our pauses, all these other things, those wonderful speakers we hear and see, they're brilliant at how they communicate those words. And those often leads to what really resonates for us. 55% of what people believe during communication that leads to action mm-hmm. is based on what they see when we're communicating. Mm. So when I'm working in healthcare or working to stop bullying, references quite a bit because that, to me, leads to role modeling. If we're role modeling proper action, the right things, loving, loving all, loving unconditionally, when we're role modeling those things, as Jesus did and continues to do, that is, to me, that whole piece about we're preaching the gospel without words. So we're actually doing it both, but that aspect of doing it by action, by role modeling, has, based on the science, the most profound effect on people. So it's mm-hmm. clearly a both and. It's our words and how we say them, and it's being in right action, role modeling the right behaviors, and loving all, unconditionally. And it's incredibly hard. Uh, and yet, I believe that's what's going to change the world, is allowing God to work through us to position us to role model how Jesus would lead as an example. And that I think is going to be that profound change. Just the idea of that's profound. As you're talking, I'm thinking of Jesus and how he modeled that perfectly. He came here and he showed us love. He had beautiful words and he is the word and the word is powerful and it goes out and it never comes back void or empty, but his word is love. And he is the love that we share with people, but he came here and his actions showed how much he loved us. Exactly. He humbled himself. He went to the cross. He died for us. Everything he did was this huge act of love and sacrifice. Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, I quote, preach that and ideally do it through role modeling as well in healthcare and beyond. That was Tom Dahlborg of the Dahlborg Healthcaring Leadership Group and what an inspirational message he shares. Tune in next week for part three in the conclusion of this interview, where we will hear more about love in action for both patients and healthcare teams. Thank you for joining us today on Wholehearted, and thank you for listening to Christian Mix 106. Thank you for listening to Wholehearted. Remember to catch new episodes each Monday at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on ChristianMix106.com. To learn more about Jenny, you can visit her website at JennyMuscatel.com.